Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Middle Ground. I am Caroline, and welcome to my very first ever solo episode. Guys, I am all things nervous and excited. This episode is going to be revolving around all things my gap year that I took in 2018, and it's something that I'm so, so passionate about, and I just thoroughly love talking about it. And so I think this is going to be a really good one. So without further ado, I'm going to share my granny moment. My granny moment from this week is that my birthday is coming up. It's September 15th and I will be 21. Woohoo. And I didn't know what to do for my birthday this year because of COVID. And I usually do things like travel outside the country or go on a trip. I'm all about experiencing things on my birthday instead of gifts. And this year, you know, after digging and digging, um, I decided I just wanted my family and my boyfriend to come with me somewhere. And collectively, we all decided to go to Heldsburg, California, which is in Sonoma Valley County. And it is wine country. We booked a little Airbnb. We're just going to relax. It's a really, really small town and it's far away from people. That was my one request. I was like, because of COVID, you know, I want something that's really out there and just different. So we decided on that and I'm really excited. I haven't been on a plane since January, which if you know me personally, or if you stalked me, that's insane. Um, I used to go on planes like four times in a month. Really, seriously, I did. So yeah, I'm just really excited to travel again. And I'm just so thankful that my family and my boyfriend get to celebrate me with me. So yeah, that is my granny moment from this week. I thought about this over and over how I kind of want to structure this episode. And I went back and forth between Q&A and then story time. And then I was like, no, I need to do Q&A. But I just realized at the end of the day, my story you will get to hear is really unique. I want this episode not only just to be for younger girls or guys after high school. I'm going to explain my whole story and the things I did. And I want you guys to get out of this episode that there are different paths that people take and to have an open mind about those paths and that you too are completely capable of taking a gap year, whether that's right after high school, whether that's right after college, whether that's when you're 27 and you're just not feeling fulfilled. You can take it at 54. You can take a break from life at any point in your time if you do the right steps. It is possible and it's there for you. And so yeah, let's just get into it. I think I should start at a young age. So young Caroline um, was a swimmer. And I started swimming when I was five years old, and I was really, really good at it. Um, I swam from five to 18. I trained like a monster, guys. All I did was I, I woke up in the morning. I went to swim practice and swam. Then I got ready. I went to school. I took a nap, and then I went to some night swim practice. And then I got home from that, ate dinner, did my homework, and went to bed. That was legitimately my whole life. And then when I was about 15, I started taking photos. I started photography and that opened my eyes in a different world. And, you know, I was good at school. Um, AB student, always turned in my work on time. I was always a nice kid to the teacher, (laughs) Um, nice kid overall. I was really shy. So fast forward a little bit. My 11th grade year finished and that summer I toured the University of Hawaii and I was going to swim there. My whole life, I thought I was going to swim in college. That's just what I thought was supposed to happen. You know, like most people, society says you need to go to college, you need to find a job, and then you need to get married. And that's great. But I knew kind of deep down that like, that wasn't what I wanted to do, kind of. And I didn't figure that out until after finishing my 11th grade year and touring the University of Hawaii. So I toured the school. That was the only school I wanted to go to. That was the only school I wanted to swim at. I was dead set on Hawaii. So my heritage is Hawaiian. And so I just thought that is a place I belong. I really wanted to get out of my town so bad and always. And so Hawaii was, I was like, Hawaii. Yeah, that's where I'm going. So I toured the school, like I said, and I just really wasn't feeling it. 
I, you know, toured the dorms and the pool area and all of that. And obviously it's in Hawaii. So I was like, okay, at least it's in Hawaii. I can go to the beach when I want. Like that was the only thing like really wow to me. But I didn't really voice to anyone that I wasn't feeling college. So, you know, my mom was just like, oh, do you like it? And I was like, yeah, like I like school. It's great, you know. But the way my friend, my other friends in high school talked about touring colleges definitely was not the same experience. You know, they were like, I toured the campus. I'm in love with this program. I want to take this course. I want to take that course. And I just like was like, oh, I, okay. And, but you know, I'm shy and I just didn't tell anyone. I was like, okay, like I'll figure it out. Like I'm just not a school person per se, but you know, it's just what you do. So then I switched schools and I went to the public high school and it really opened my eyes because I got to take photography classes and different classes than I was used to because I went to a charter school before that was just solely math and science based. So I went to the school and come December when all of the college applications are due, I wasn't turning in the paperwork and I just was kind of dreading it you know um, you know your teachers say pick like four schools and apply and I was like okay and I just come December guys there was like three days left to turn anything in to a college and I hadn't done anything and I'll never forget it so I was sitting in my living room and my mom comes to me and she's like Caroline, um, you're not turning in any of the applications to any school and you're not, I don't see that you're really focused on this. Like she kind of saw that I was down about the whole college situation and what my future held the next year. And she was like, what is up? And I was like, I just don't know, you know, like I'll turn it in mom. It's, it's, it'll be fine. And she kind of saw I was struggling, like I said, and she looked at me and she's like, do you need a break? And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) And she was like, do you want to take a break? And I'm like, a break? Like, what do you mean by that? And she goes, what do you want to do next year? And I was like, oh, like, go to college? Like, I didn't know how to answer that because not that my parents ever were big college people. I just thought that from society that I had to go to college. So I was like, what do I really want to do? And she's like, yeah, I want you to tell me what you really want to do. And I go, I honestly just want to see and travel the world and experience and just do something different. I need a break. And she looks at me and she's like, okay, do you want to take a gap year? And when she said that, I immediately started crying. And it was just a huge pivotal moment in my life that I was like, wow, there is another way. And the fact that my mother was so accepting of that. And so like, yeah, do you need a break? Let's, let's figure it out. Let's go another route. Because she could see I was blatantly unhappy with school and with swimming. I was burnt out. I swam my whole life. I was super fast, but I was just done, guys. So I was bawling my eyes out, and then my mom is like, okay, let's look up places. And I'm like, okay, like, where? And she's like, anywhere. Let's just look at places. So we're looking, and we're looking, and my mom suggested that she's like, what about Ricardo? So flashback to 2015, um, my family had a foreign foreign exchange student stay with us, and his name's Ricardo. Ricardo is from Milan, Italy. Ciao, Ricardo. Come stai? Um, <laughs> he's definitely not listening to this, but he stayed for, with us for about four months, and, you know, he just wanted to learn what American culture was like. He came to us through a rotary program, and so I really liked this kid. Not like liked-like. Um, he barely spoke English, but I've always liked foreign people. I've always just found them so fascinating, and I just want more and more. Um, I love learning things from p- other people's points of views, and especially if they're foreign. 
So I really got along with Ricardo. He's the same age as me, and um, my mother the year before had actually spent her 50th birthday in Italy, and she made a point to go see Ricardo again and actually meet his family. And so she was like, you would love their family. Like, let's reach out to them, and let's see if they can help you and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm game. I'm like, yes. And that's the Enneagram 7 in me. I was just like, get me out of this town. Get me out of this country. Yes, let's just go for it. So we sat down, we emailed Ricardo's family, and we were like, ciao. Caroline is thinking about moving to Italy for a year to take a gap year. What do you guys think? Would you guys kind of help her and guide her along, like finding an apartment, just be kind of her host family? And they emailed back almost immediately and were like, oh my goodness, yes, of course, please bring Caroline here. Ricardo has said such nice things about her. Like, they, Daniela is the mom, and she went on and on about, yes, like, just send her here. And I was like, okay, I guess it's happening. I wasn't going to look back. And that was kind of my aha moment of, like, all of this stuff was lining up, and I just in my head, I was like, if I don't take this opportunity, it will never come again. So starting from that night, I knew that, you know, it was scary choosing that path. But I knew that I would never get my 18th year back. But college, however, is always going to be there. So in my head, it was so easy to choose Italy because I was like, I don't want to be a grandma one day. And this sounds so dramatic, but I don't want to be a grandma one day and, you know, my grandkids are sitting around and like, oh, tell us about your life, grandma. And then I don't want to say, I never wanted to say, you know, I I got had the opportunity to go to Italy, but instead I went to college. Not that college is bad, but just that th- this opportunity arose in my life, I had to jump on it. And so from then on, I was like, I... I'm going to Italy, period. So, you know, a couple months passed. I started swimming less and less. And in February, we had our huge um, state swim meet at our high school. And one of the reasons I transferred to go to the public school was to kind of help the swim and dive program win state because they hadn't in like 14 years or something like that. So in February, um, we competed. I competed in state and we actually won. And that was the last time I hung up my cap and goggles. It was very emotional for me. Um, Swimming was my life. And just it was so hard to say goodbye to that. I'm going to cry thinking about it. But it was just so hard to say goodbye to that and close that chapter. But I knew it had to be done. I was just I wasn't passionate about it anymore. I knew I wasn't going to be the next Michael Phelps. So I knew that by closing this chapter, I was just going to grow as a person. So that's what I did. I stopped swimming in February 2018. And I saved a lot of money by shooting weddings with Joe, shooting things on the side. Um, I shot so many senior sessions, you know, so many family sessions, etc. And I just saved a lot, a lot of money that year. So Joe and I shot a ton of weddings that summer. We went to Hawaii, we went to Colorado, Utah, a couple other places, and I just saved a lot of money on top of graduation money that I got. I graduated in May. I think it was around May or June. I decided to book my ticket finally. So I booked a one-way ticket on September 4th, and that's what I did. So in about July of 2018, I realized that, oh, like you have to get a visa to live in a different country. I always knew that. I just completely forgot. I was super busy working. And I was like, you have to get a visa. And so my mom suggested to email Daniela, my host mom. And so I did. I was like, Daniela, like, I'm really confused. Do I need a visa? Can you help me, you know, navigate which visa I need? And she emailed me back and she goes, it's okay. No problem. Just just come here and we'll figure it out. So guys, (laughs) I literally listened to her. And I was like, great. I don't need one. It's great. And off I went on September 4th. (laughs) 
So moving to a different country, guys, what I packed was two suitcases in my camera bag. That's it. I'm kind of a minimalist in the way of like things I have. So like, I guess in general, I'm, I'm not really, I don't know how to describe it. I just don't have a lot of clothing for a girl or for a person in general. And so I just packed everything in two suitcases, including my shoes, and then had my camera bag and went off my way. And so when I got to the airport, Ricardo's sister, who's so sweet, Virginia and Giuseppe, um, their father picked me up from the airport and I was in Italy. I went into the year just wanting to learn and experience and travel and no visa. (laughs) This is important. So keep in mind the no visa part. So I, you know, got there and I stayed about a month with Ricardo and his family. They live in a small apartment in Milan. Um, I had never been to Milan, Italy before. I had been to Italy, but never Milan. So, you know, I got there. I unpacked. They're so, they, this family, guys, the Dupulias, Ricardo's family, they are the sweetest people in the world. I would literally, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would literally give it all to them. They are angels. They treated me like a queen. They just were so hospitable to me. And I'm just so blessed that that opportunity, again, was available for me. And just so blessed to have that family in my life. So Ricardo, like I said, has a sister, Virginia, and then he has another brother, Jacopo. And so I lived in their little apartment. Um, Virginia actually gave up her room so I could stay in it and have my own room to myself. And I lived there and I just threw myself into the culture. Before going, I took a little Italian, like Duolingo. I tried to learn some, but I definitely didn't have a huge, huge foundation down. And so when I moved, I was just like, I'm just going to shut up and I'm going to listen. I'm going to learn this language. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I got there and his family speaks a little English. Um, The mom and his older brother speak the most. And they would help me and they mapped out the metro system for me, which is the subway, and told me where everything was. And I just jumped into this culture and I wasn't afraid to get lost. And that's one of my number one tips for traveling in general. Just side note, my brother actually told me is do not be afraid to get lost because lot like being lost, especially in this day and age, really isn't a thing because of your cell phone, because of just all the technology around us. Getting lost isn't a thing. So I really took that advice to heart and I would go and just walk by myself in Italy and try to learn the metro and the subway system. I spent a whole day, guys. I got on the metro. It was scary. It was terrifying. I got on the metro and I rode it all day trying to figure it out. I was like, I want to go to this monumental place and this monumental place. And I figured it out. You know, I learned that damn metro system. And I think that's pretty rare and kind of scary for a lot of people is how in the world did you just like move and just dive in? And the truth is, I don't really know. I just did. Um, That's kind of my personality. I just dove into this culture and I loved it. I loved everything about it. I love Italian people. I love the language, the food, of course, everything. So I had been living in Italy for a month. So October comes and Giuseppe, my host's father, he found me. He has a realtor friend and her name's Katerina and she owns all these Airbnb apartments. And so I got connected with her and I toured one of the apartments, which was probably 300 and maybe 20 square feet. And I said yes to it. And Katerina was the best. Um, She got me that apartment and I used the money that I had saved to pay for that with a little help from my mom. So October, I moved in to my apartment and I was like, oh crap, I don't have any friends. 
And I have talked about this before in the episode, our manifesting episode, that I legitimately manifested friends into my life in Italy. And I kind of manifested my whole year, in a sense, because everything aligned because I knew it was going to work out. And so I manifested friends. I was like, I deserve friends. I need friends here. I want to have friends. And I kid you not, the same day I was kind of manifesting and thinking about how to get friends, a girl on Instagram, shout out Morgan, um, she wanted me to shout her out so bad. So there you go, Morgan. She DM'd me on Instagram and she's actually American and she's from New Jersey. And she was like, hey girl, I'm moving to Milan in like two weeks. I would love to get to know you and grab a drink. I was like, perfect. Yes, a friend. And I went and now we're besties and the rest is history. But through her, actually, I... So Morgan came to Italy as a nanny, as an au pair. They're called au pairs. And so what I suggest to a lot of people that are going to take a gap year that need kind of a structured routine is really get into a program. One of the programs available to you guys is aupairworld.com. And basically you nanny and you babysit kids of pretty much wealthy families and you take care of them when they come home from school. You only speak English to them so they learn and practice it. And then you're paid and you usually live there with the family and they feed you. So it's a really, really good gig. Um, I decided not to do that because I just wanted to be free and like literally be free. So yeah, I met Morgan and through Morgan, because she was an au pair, she knew all of the au pairs around the area in Milan. So meeting Morgan was such a huge blessing in my life because I got to meet so many people from around the world that all speak English because they had to because they had to talk to the kids. I had a lot of Italian friends, don't get me wrong, but having this group of au pair friends was so amazing. Another one of my good friends, Eleanor, I know she'd be mad if I didn't shout her out. I also met Eleanor, she's from um, Minnesota, and they're my lifelong friends. I know it because just the connection and the time we had in Italy is irreplaceable, and it was just so amazing. So. I'm going to speed up the story a little bit. So in October, I moved into my apartment. My days consisted of different things every single day. I went to coffee shops. I went shopping. I walked around. I didn't have a car either, guys. Um, Didn't have a car, didn't have a moped, didn't have a scooter. I just walked. And it was fine. You know, it's a city. It's like how I describe Milan is like a really, really old New York it's not as like city city y. It's still like really old Italian looking, but it's definitely popping. You know, it's the fashion capital of the world. There's a lot going on in the city and it's so fun. Around about October, probably end of October, early November, my au pair friends were like, What kind of visa are you on? Um, because you don't work, you're not studying here. Like, how are you here? And I looked at them, I was like, Oh, um, I'm just here. I'm just like living. And they're like, "Uh, that's not a thing. So I went home and I frantically Googled and Googled and Googled. And I was like, oh my God, I need a visa. And basically the rule on, if you don't know already, the rule on traveling abroad, if you're an American citizen, is you can be in a certain country for only three months at a time without a visa. And then you have to return home for three months to be able to go back. So once I read that, I was like, oh no, like my three months was up December 4th. I was like freaking out a little bit, but I was like, you know what? It's all going to work out, but I do not want to come home in December because what I would have had to do is to fly home December and come home, come back to Italy in March. And I was like, that's not happening. I want to stay the whole year. Like I need to figure out how to do this. So guys, I am a pro at visas and everything now because I googled I spent probably four days of my whole entire life researching all about this so basically there's an area in Europe it's called it's basically all of Europe it's called the Schengen area and it consists of like 26 or 27 countries and you have to like I said leave that area every three months um, if you don't do not have a visa 
So I decided not to tell anyone that I was in this predicament. I didn't want to tell any, especially any of my Italian friends, because just in case they like snitched on me or any of this, I was like, I'm not going to tell them. Um, And basically December 4th came and I woke up the next day, December 5th, and I was an illegal immigrant. (laughs) And it sounds insane, I know, but I had all the faith in the world that it was going to be okay. However it panned out, I was going to be okay. So I traveled a ton during September through December. Um, I went to Germany. I went to Austria. I went to different countries because I knew that when December 5th came that I could no longer travel except throughout Italy. So I just went on from there and I was a little immigrant. I never told anyone except my au pair people, like I said, and that was that. So the consequences for illegal immigrants, I know everything about this, guys. If you're a legal immigrant and you need help, literally contact me. Um, So I just stayed, you know, I didn't get in trouble. Not that I was going to get in trouble, but I laid low. I just tried to not get caught, basically. I never carried my passport around just in case someone asked me, like an official asked me for my passport because they would see the stamp. I tried. I thought about marrying, you know, one of my friends. I had a boyfriend at the time. I thought about marrying him. He didn't know. He's an Italian guy. I'd never told him because I was so afraid and that it would get bad. And so when January came around, Katerina, my landlord, who's amazing, she suggested that I upgrade to a different apartment. And I was like, okay, cool. So I upgraded and she showed me around in the apartment and she sat me down and she got really, really serious. And I was like, my heart guys was beating. I was like, (gasps) like it was beating out of my chest. And I was like, oh my gosh, she found out, like, I'm illegal. She's going to send me back. I'm going to be banned for, from Europe, all this stuff. And she sat me down and she goes, um, okay, so I need to tell you something. And I was like, um, okay, what? And she's like, so I own this apartment, right? And I was like, yes. And she goes, well, uh, I do not want to take your passport to the police or any of that because I don't want to pay taxes. You know, I don't want to give Airbnb the money. I want you to just pay me the money. uh, So I don't have to pay Airbnb. And so I don't need your passport. I don't need anything. It's it's all okay. Guys, I was so overjoyed. And I was like trying to play cool. I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And she was like, is that okay? Like, because she didn't want to get in trouble. She was like trying to read my facial expression. Like, oh, is this girl going to tell on me? And I was like, oh, that's fine, Katarina. I can just pay you in cash. It's great. And I was like rambling <laughs> because I literally would have gotten caught. And also I manifested that. I was like, everything's going to be fine. And it was. So I got a new apartment and um, I traveled a lot in Italy. I traveled to Parma, to Modena, to Rome, to Venice, uh, Capri, Polignano, um, all of those amazing places, just to name a few. So probably in about February, I called my mom and I told her to sell my car back home. <laughs> and she said, okay. So she sold her car so I could have more money, basically. And I decided to get a job. And so you're probably thinking, like, how in the world did you get a job being an illegal immigrant? Well, your girl got one because she manifested it. And I got this job. I was a babysitter, but I had to speak English to the little girl. Um, Her name was Nina. And I went and she, like, offered me a lot of money to do this. And I, like, talked to my other au pair friends and they were like, oh, that's kind of a lot just to babysit. I was like, oh, I don't really care. Like, I'm glad it's a lot, you know. And later I found out, like, I was babysitting Nina, and we're playing with cars. And this little girl's probably, like, five, and she speaks English. Like, she's not, like, the best, but, like, for a five-year-old, I'm like, okay, you're way smarter than me, kid. And she, we were playing with cars, and I was just, like, you know, trying to make conversation in English. I said, can you point to your favorite car? And she pointed to um, her little toy car that was a Ferrari, And she goes, I like Ferrari. And I was like, wow, like, that's a nice car. She's like, 
yes, and that is my family. And I was like, excuse me? And she goes, oh, yes, my name is Nina Ferrari. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, and so I asked the mom and dad later, I was like, are you guys related to Enzo Ferrari just by chance? And they were like, yes, we are. And I was freaking out, guys. I was like, how did I manifest this job? Um, But I did, and they never asked to see my documents or anything. And I just had to interview with the mom, and she basically gave me the job just because I was from America and a girl to watch her kid. And so from there, I caught on to the Italian language really fast because I wasn't learning from a textbook. I was learning from other people and um, different scenarios. I would listen and my accent, I've heard like my Italian accent to others is like, it's actually not really bad. And it's because I've learned from an Italian. I haven't learned from, you know, a textbook or a teacher, like I said. So I know slang. I know a lot of Italian phrases. So my time in Italy was seriously a joy. Um, I love the culture. I People thought I was Italian, literally. I literally became Italian, guys. <laughs> Not really, but I just was obsessed with life. I was Italians really taught me how to live in the moment. Um, I was already really good at that as a kid because I had had the opportunity to travel and experience a lot of things before I had moved there. But Italians truly live in the moment and take it in and look out for each other and speak the truth. And so I've that is like probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned from living there is just take it day by day, live in the moment because the present moment is all we have. And I went to so many places and met so many people from all around the world that I cherish so, so much. And it, it was just an amazing experience, truly. And so I also, for a job, I met Romeo, who is a club promoter. And my friends and I would go to the clubs, and we would just live. Our, we were just truly living our lives to the fullest. Nightlife there is so amazing. Um, and Romeo, he's a club promoter, so he had like a group of people that was on his list. I was one of those people. And a lot were models. And so I got in contact with a lot of models and I photographed them um, during fashion week and all that stuff. And it was just a really good time. And I just truly worked hard in my life. Um, it sounds silly. I know I was just a, call, a little high school student, but I was just ready for that break, like I said, and it truly just opened my eyes to be like, wow, like, this is your purpose. You know, um, I didn't really feel like I needed to go to college, and so I chose Italy. Around April time, my mom and my grandma came to visit me, and um, I had just gotten back from a huge spring break trip with my friends. We went to Naples, we went to Capri, we went to this little cute fisherman island called Procida, and a lot of other places, and then we came home, and my mom and grandma came in to visit me, and we went to one of the best restaurants in the world, which is located in Modena, Italy where also Ferrari, um, Enzo Ferrari was born, which is one of my favorite memories ever. And when my mom came, I actually was really, really sick, um, like really bad respiratory something or other. And I went to Italian doctors and no one could figure out what I had. And I was functioning, like I could go and like still be myself, but I was really, really sick. So my mom came and she was like, I just you're really young. Like, I don't think you should be sick like this. I think you need to come home. And that sentence crushed me. I did not want to come home. Um, I thought that I could literally live in Italy till the day I died. I did not want to come home. And she was like, I know, like, you just need time. You need to get better. You need American doctors and medicine to help you. Like, you need to come home. So I moved back May of 2019, and that was it. My gap year, I tied it with a big, huge bow. It was the best chapter and stories filled in that chapter of my life. And yeah, that's what happened. From then on, I knew that I probably wasn't going to attend a university. 
Um, I knew that kind of deep down because I didn't want to swim anymore. And I wasn't, I already started my business at a young age. And so I just wanted to jump into the work field. And that's exactly what I did. I decided not to go to university ever. I shouldn't say ever, you know, it's still out there. And that's the other thing I want to get across. I've mentioned it in this episode, but college is always going to be there. But your life is ticking by. So do what you will with that. If college is the right path for you and you feel like you'll have a great experience and all of that, go for it. Me, however, I wasn't excited. I, you know, it just was not for me. And I had been fortunate enough to start my own business, educate myself outside of the classroom to be able to do other things besides college. So yeah, that is just kind of a synopsis of my story. Kind of just compressed it down a lot. You know, there's so many stories within the story, my story as a whole. So yeah, I hope if you're still listening to this, thank you. Um, now I'm going to go into the Q&A section of this episode. The first question we have is, what do you miss about Italy? And Guys, I miss it every single day. I miss the people. I miss how people there just live in the moment, like I've been saying over and over again. I feel like here that we just kind of want to climb the ladder and be the best, and that's what America is, is being number one, and Italy's not about that. Um, They've been through stuff, and they are just there for each other and really there for each other. So I miss that probably the most. Next question is, why did you choose Italy in particular? So that is because my host family, um, the kid we hosted, Ricardo, back when I was 15, I just thought at least I knew one person in a different country. So I'll know one soul um, if I fall flat on my face. So that is why. Next question, how did people react? Friends, family, and randoms. Um, so when I decided to go on my gap year and when I finally like publicly announced it to people, my friends were like, what? Especially my swim team friends. I don't think, and I still maybe don't think they understand because I was such a good swimmer. They were like, you're going to just waste that talent. And it was definitely hard. You know, I had a lot of talent, but at the end of the day, like I said, I knew I wasn't going to be the next Michael Phelps and I just wanted to really go where my heart was telling me to go. My school friends, however, they were a little bit more supportive. They were kind of upset that I was going to leave them, which understandable, like it is sad, you know, leaving your friends and family is not an easy thing to do. My family, on the other hand, my brothers kind of probably had the hardest time with it because, you know, they're older brothers. They're my older brothers. They want to protect me but they knew I was really, really strong. And so they weren't deep down really worried when I went because they were like, she can protect herself. Like, we've trained her. She's good. And, um, you know, it's just your family wants the best for you, of course, and they want you to succeed. So my brothers, you know, they just had a hard time with like, well, what is she going to do in Italy? Is she going to get her college degree? You know, because that's a safety net. Getting your college degree is a safety net. It is. But that's not how my mindset works. I work hard and the hard work pays off. And that's not the case for everyone. And that's okay. But definitely now they're just my biggest cheerleaders. They're so glad I did it. Um, My extended family, most half of my whole entire family actually has not gone to college. Um, they are entrepreneurs, they have started their own business, so they didn't need to go either. So it wasn't as big as of a shock as I think most modern American families would be. But I'm just so grateful that I've had a really supportive family through the whole process. One person said, how did you put yourself out there and meet new people? Guys, I'm an introvert. Um, I am Enneagram 7, but I'm really, really introverted. As a kid, completely shy, would not talk to anyone. And so I kind of pretended I was like this actress. I was the same person. Um, but if you're an introvert and you haven't really practiced this yet, I would highly recommend like pretending you're an actor and that you can do anything you set your mind to. So one of those things that I set my mind to is 
putting myself out there and making friends. So I manifested that for myself. Um, Everyone thought I was an extrovert, still do. They're like, you're not an introvert. I'm like, guys, I swear. But yeah, I just literally did it. I put myself out there because I knew I had to do that. Because if I didn't, I would be stuck in my 300 square foot apartment alone. And no one would have even noticed me in the huge city that Milan is. How did you afford traveling? Any tips on traveling for cheap? So yes, so I afforded traveling because I only got to really travel outside Italy from September to December because I became a legal immigrant. But in those three months, I went to Greece, I went to um, Germany, Austria, and I think a couple other places, but I can't remember. But I am the master at finding cheap flights. So guys, write this down. This app you need desperately if you're interested in traveling for cheaper. Momondo, it's M-O-M-O-N-D-O. I use that to book all my flights. It's just, I don't know how it does it, but it gets it cheaper. So definitely recommend that app. Also, a lot of people think that when I traveled that I stayed in like this these lavish places and all the stuff. Like no, because I couldn't afford it. So staying in a hostel was my options. Um, if you guys don't know what a hostel is, it's basically a hotel, I guess. But there's like huge communal rooms in this hotel with like seven bunk beds in a room and you just sleep there um with random people and I know that sounds terrifying but when you want to travel desperately and for cheap you make it happen I've stayed at many of hostels and have never had a bad experience you actually meet a ton of people from around the world because they're also traveling and it's a really really cool experience and I would highly recommend um it just also puts puts yourself out there and you just have to share a room with all these people definitely be careful though but obviously but yeah I basically stayed in hostels on most of my trips that I went on so the next one is a question I got asked a ton and that is how did you deal with the language barrier so like I said I just dove into Italy and I didn't really know a lot of Italian and I was just like I'm here for it like I'm I'm here. This is me. I speak English. And what I think a lot of people don't understand and are really frightened about is they don't think people speak English. And English is a universal language. Um, And 30% of Italians speak English. So there's a shit ton of Italians in Milan. And if I didn't know something and I really didn't know it in Italian... Obviously, I would speak in English, and someone around me would know what I was talking about. So don't be afraid by the language barrier. Obviously, there is one, but there's also, it's also 2020, and you also have a phone in your hand that can do literally anything. So Google translates your best friend, and people want to help you. So that's your biggest fear is getting lost and people not understanding you. I get it. It's scary. But also like you have this phone at your fingertips. You have a computer. You have the resources that I would not let that barrier stand in your way of traveling or experiencing things. Um, I picked up the language pretty fast. I'm not fluent, but I can say a lot of things. My number one recommendation in like what you should know when you travel is I don't know. So no, no, so and she I love to know the word she, guys, because that means they're talking shit about you usually. You know, like if they're like, oh, she is American and she is this and she's ugly. Not that anyone said that, but if you know the word she and people are around you and talking about you, you can pick up on it. So lei is she in Italian. Um, What else did I know? Um, Non ho capito is I don't understand non parlo italiano I don't speak Italian um just little phrases will get you a long way and people also love to speak English because they want the practice because 
speaking English is a gift. If you're listening to this and you speak English, you are light years and not even ahead of people. That's not even the right verbiage, but you have this gift. And to me, it's a no-brainer. Like, why wouldn't you travel? Because you speak the universal language fluently. And it blows my mind that people get so scared about the language barrier because people speak English and they want to speak English and they want to practice. Um, A ton of people that spoke broken English in Italy would want to just speak with me and practice. And so there are people that do speak the language. Do not be afraid of that. One girl asked, who inspired you to take a gap year? And did you self-educate before you went to Italy? And the answer is yes. And I do have a role model that I look up to um, and did for a long time as a kid. One of those people is Indy Blue. If you don't follow Indy Blue, she is a kind of bad influencer, she says. Um, And she's a writer. She owns her own clothing company called Lonely Ghost. Um, And she is the main character. And I always wanted to be here. She's a little bit older than me. Long story short, when I was 14, I saved enough money from shooting weddings to attend her workshop in Utah. So I flew out by myself at 17 years old. And I stayed in a hotel. And the hotel people kind of, they were like, uh, where are your family members? I was like, oh, it's fine. Like I flew here by myself. And basically they were like, you had to be 18 to stay in a hotel room. I was like, oh, well, that's awkward. I'm not 18. Are you going to send me back home? And they were like, okay, just do not tell anyone. So I stayed in a hotel by myself and I attended her workshop. And she basically taught me that once you realize that you are in control of your life, and you really take life by the hands, it's over. Like, it is over for you. It is, you will live a different life um, once you truly believe in that. And I just really take that to heart because it's so true. It's just main character energy, you know. Of course, it was really hard going on a different path than every single person that went to my high school, but it was the path that I needed to take in order to get here and in order to grow into the woman I am today. I truly believe I wouldn't have enjoyed college. I probably would have dropped out, if we're being honest. And, you know, that's okay. I'm not trying to bash anyone that goes to college. I think college is great, but I do not think college is for everyone, period. So, yeah, Indie Blue was a big influence in my life um, and still kind of is. She travels a ton. She's been, I think, to like 30 countries and she's just a girl boss, basically. Other part of that question was, did you educate yourself? And are you still educating yourself beyond not going to college? And the answer is yes. I love workshops. I attended a lot of workshops as a kid. As a kid, I mean in high school. And I attended any blues. I attended um, Shark Tank's workshop. So like a business course. I attended SCAD University, which is a really good art school in Savannah, Georgia. And I took sound design there as well as photography courses. Um, So school isn't horrendous for me. Like it wasn't, I've always been a self-starter. I've always wanted to educate myself how I want to educate myself. And so I've done that. And if you're a person like that, don't be afraid to not be who you really think you should be. And you know, I truly learn better by myself. I don't learn well when someone's teaching a class. I just don't. I have to be hands-on. I have to learn it for myself on my own time. I've always been like that. So yeah, I've, I do self-educate myself. I read books. You know, I watch good movies. Um, sometimes I don't really like watching movies. But uh, yeah, I did, especially younger, took a lot of courses and did all that. And was also very fortunate enough to travel at a young age out of the country. My first trip out of the country was when I was 16. I went to Thailand, and it really opened my eyes and inspired me to want to see more. Um, I'm that Enneagram 7. I'm so adventurous. I just want to seek new and experience new all the time. That's truly what fills my cup up. 
yeah, that's just who I am. All, most all my boyfriends as well have been foreign. That's just it's what interests me. Uh, my current boyfriend now, Chris, he's South African. I've never been there. But just his life, what you realize when you know a lot of foreign people is we're all the same. Um, we all want the same things. We all want love. We all want to be loved. We all want to be happy to support our families, um, to be there for each other. That's all we want. It's not this scary thing. The world, there's a lot of hate in the world, I agree. But there's also a shit ton of love and there's a shit ton of good ass people out there. You just have to find them. So one more question is, how do you travel solo? Um, So like I said, I've been traveling for a long time um, before Italy. And so my first time actually on a plane by myself, I was 11. And, you know, it was scary, of course, as an 11-year-old. But you have to be confident you have to put your shoulders back. You have to act like you know what you're doing, even if you're totally lost. Um, that's the best piece of advice I can give is just strut your stuff. Know where you're going. Um, don't look like an outcast. In Italy, I I already had been wearing a lot of black and dark clothing. Um, that's just my vibe and style. But I really noticed what locals were wearing and wore that you know I'm not going to show up in the subway station with a huge American flag draped over my shoulders and you know like you just have to know your surroundings you have to be hyper aware I was always hyper aware if something was really iffy I would take one earbud out and listen and like really watch my surroundings I was never absorbed in my phone as I was walking home per se the good tip I can give you as well is whenever I travel solo, I wherever I am, so in Italy, I would open my door, the apartment that I myself, me, myself, and I lived at, and I would go, ciao, come stai, and then I would close the door. And that means, hi, how are you? Because that's how people greeted in Italian, like, hi, honey, I'm home, kind of like in America. They don't say that in America, but you know what I mean? So I would do that just to make myself feel better. Like I wanted other people to know, oh, there's probably people in there if she said ciao, come inside, you know, like, and so that's a big tip. Like even if you're like in America and just traveling to a little lake getaway by yourself, just open the door and be like, hi guys, how are you? And shut the door, lock it. Um, Just be hyper aware of your surroundings at all times. If you get lost, Use your phone. If your phone is not working, ask grandmas, ask officials, or ask children. That is my best piece of advice. Ask a mother with a child. Um, Do not ask the creepy man. Do not ask the cute boy. I would never do that, even though they're, say they're really cute. Just be safe rather than sorry. Ask the grandma for help, for directions. Ask the mother you know, like just be smart. Know also that no one else knows you're lost when you're lost. So when you're in a situation, you know, if you're in a big city, do you put yourself in a big city right now? Okay. So when you're in a big city, can you point out the people that are lost? Usually, you know, like you can be like, oh, the family over there with a huge ass map that's pointing and looking around they're probably a little lost um you know the girl that's like putting up her phone signal and looking at her map on her phone and she's probably lost but if you put your shoulders back and actually act confident no one will know you lost period and that is the goal is you do not want to be seen as being lost even if you have no idea where you are at all, like I have been there many, many a times, you do not act lost. It's okay to ask for help, but try your hardest to not look lost. Do not panic. Um, It is going to be okay. They're not going to know you're lost if you don't act it. Um, And that's where people get in trouble and people get kidnapped and people get hurt. Sorry, that kind of got deep there, but it's so true. Own your stuff and be confident. 
when you're traveling alone. And if you haven't never traveled alone before, please do it. It is so good for your soul. It is not weird. Um, I hate the stigma where people have about people eating alone and all of that. It just, it's a bunch of crap. If you want to eat alone at a restaurant, eat alone at a restaurant. If you want to go on a vacation by yourself, please do it. Um, It is so rewarding. It is so peaceful. And just treat yourself, guys. Do it, please. And last question is from my friend Morgan. And she said, um, explain your favorite trip to the podcast. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So basically, we went to Capri, me, my friend Morgan, Eleanor, and Audie. And we're all American. We went to Capri. Um, We had little, little money. And I thought it was a good idea to rent a scooter. And so I was like, Morgan, we have to rent a scooter. And I saw this sign and it was like 25 euros for a scooter for all day. And I was like, that is a deal. Are you joking? So we go in the shop and there's a kid working behind the counter. He's probably my age. And he's cute little Italian kid. And he was like, hi, how can I help you? And I was like, I need the scooter. And he was like, I need your driver's license. So I gave it to him. And he was like, have you ever ridden, have you ever driven a scooter before? And I was like, yes. Guys, I'd never driven a scooter before. And he was like, have you driven a scooter before in Italy? And I lied again. I was like, of course, yes. And he was like, okay. And then he gave me the keys. And as we walked out together, his father from the back came out. And he's like this big Italian guy. And he's like, uh, scusa, like, and he's speaking full Italian to this, to his son, and he's like, and I could understand, he was basically like, I don't think this girl can ride a scooter, like, I really want her to test drive it, so he comes out, and he speaks English to me, like, I want you to test drive up this hill, and basically the store, Capri is like this hilly island, and so I was sitting on the scooter, I was shaking in my boots, because Morgan was dying laughing, and he's like, okay, ride up and back, And I, like, slowly revved it, and he, like, stopped me immediately. He's like, no, get off. And I was like, oh, my God, so sad. So, basically, he told me to get off, and he's like, I don't feel like I want to be a father figure in this moment, and uh, I know you cannot ride it, but I'm so sorry. We will refund you, all the stuff. I was, like, so disappointed. I was like, damn it, he caught us, so... I went back, they gave me my money back, and we're just, like, moping back out of the store, like, just so devastated that we didn't get to do that, and he shouts at us, and he goes, wait, and we, like, turn around, we're like, yeah, he's like, so, I maybe have a friend who has a boat who maybe could take you on a ride, and I was like, excuse me, he's like, you wait here. So this guy calls his friend, Antonino, and he's like, Ciao, Antonino, can you uh, come and take these girls on a ride? And that was what I wanted to do in Capri in the first place. But to rent a boat is like 300 to 400 euros, so like 300, 400 dollars. And that was just not in our budget, obviously. And so when he said this, I was like, oh, my gosh. And he was like, and we will give you discount. It is okay." So. Morgan and I paid, I think, about 50 euros each to ride on a boat around Capri, guys. Privately, we were by ourselves, me, Antonino, and Morgan. And it was the best moment probably in my life, the best trip. I just was like, wow, I manifested this life. I was truly the main character. I still am, but like in that moment, I was like, I am the main character. Um, And it was just such a good experience. He was so nice, Antonino, and we, like, thanked him so much. We took a photo with him. We were so appreciative that they took the time out of their day to do that. So, yeah, that was my favorite trip. So (laughs) if you've made it this far, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, I know this is a long episode. I could go on about this topic forever and ever, guys. Um, It's just something I love to share about and I might do an episode in the future kind of more about my like in-depth traveling tips and all of that stuff and how I save and I know in the midst of COVID it's just a daunting time for everyone and I definitely feel it too you're not alone if you feel like you're trapped or you can't travel 
Um, I'm definitely looking forward to the day when everything returns back to normal. But for now, um, save your money if you can and if you have the privilege to um, because the world will turn back to normal one day. And if you've saved, start saving your money now, you can definitely go on a trip outside the country or a trip of your dreams because of the money you save during this time. We're not going out to eat as much, you know. You're not buying as many things right now. So in lieu of the money that you'd be using to, you know, go to, out to eat and buy your drinks and go to bars, I encourage you guys, if you really are interested in traveling, start saving that money. Um, and at any age, you can be 17, you could be 42, you can take a gap year or time off at any stage in your life. And yeah, that is kind of my spiel. Um, again, if you listen to all of this, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you guys. Starting a podcast has been so nerve-wracking for me, but it's also so rewarding. You guys that show up and listen every single Monday, it just blows my mind. It just, it's so nice to have people just always there. And thank you if you're one of those loyal, loyal listeners. Um, If you missed it last week, Joe actually did her first solo episode all about her fear of failure and how she got over that and kind of her business story. Um, And she did such a good job. Please go listen to that. So goodbye, guys. I'm Caroline, and you can find me at Caroline Stelty, and you can find Middle Ground Podcast at Middle Ground Podcast. And hopefully I can do another travel episode, um, like I said, in the future, if you guys are interested in that. And yeah, I hope you guys have a great day, a great night whenever you're listening to this. And thank you for listening. Ciao, ciao.